0: Hello and welcome to Walking Movies. I'm Nick, and it's that day. It's finally here. It's a cinema goes Christmas. It's Barbenheimer day. Um, I didn't have the fedora, or uh, couldn't be bothered to wear a suit in this weather, so I've gone kind of dressed as Ken, and this is i Day meant to stay. Two of the biggest, most anticipated films of the year come out today. And I'll be reviewing both of them. So I'm on my way to cinema now. And that's Seat see Oppenheimer. Because it's three hours long. Right? Three hours and one minute. That's what, officially what it says. Um, Christopher Nolan Films. I have been... Very kind of honest about how I feel about Christopher Nolan as a director. I think his career started off great. Up until around Batman Begins. And then very mixed. You know, I've never seen Inception and being wowed by it. But the more I watched it, the more I was like, it's a great looking film. Is it a great film? No. And then, you know, people love The Dark Knight. But... Another fact today, well not today, but the Dark Knight came out the same day as Mamma Mia. There's another epic battle, two different audiences. May have been around this date actually. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So I've seen I've seen all of his stuff, um, and Dunkirk was the last one that I kind of. Enjoyed in bits, but I did, like, overall, I did think it was great. And then, last film we have was Tenant, which, um, you know, after he was disgusted with Warner and uh, how they wanted to release the film during the pandemic, uh, a lot of rows between the two, um, they parted. And that led to Oppenheimer being his first film made outside of. Warners since the start of his career, really. So here we are. Now, you must have seen some trailers or leaked some adverts. You know what Oppenheimer is about. It's about the titular character and the creation of an implementation of the atomic bomb. Now, I've seen about this earlier. Like, I don't remember at school learning about uh, what happened in Hiroshima. Uh, it kind of got glazed over. So I don't really know too much about it. And I thought leading up to the film well, should I? And I was like, well no, I want to hear the, story. I want to see the story being told. And then I'll do the history lesson afterwards. So that's what I'm going to do. Uh, Killian Murphy obviously plays Oppenheimer. You also got Robert Downey Jr. Uh, Florence Pugh Emily Blunt Matt, Matt Damon and lots of other people that I've forgotten about already because I haven't seen the film that's why so anticipation's high early reviews early buzz has been very positive for this film um, which makes me excited to go and see it so you know it's the only thing that I, I don't like it's a long film so it's three hours and one and what I've done is I've timed it so when when I leave Oppenheimer, I've got about 45 minutes or so until Barbie starts, which will hopefully give me enough time to digest what I've just witnessed and see something new, so that's the plan. So there, that's it. Um, I will speak to you after I come back, after I've seen Oppenheimer. And I'll let you know my thoughts Everyone else as well. The the weather's turned. The weather turned before I got into the cinema. I wonder if that's because of uh, preparing me for what was coming next. It's been about 10 or 15 minutes now since the film ended. 20, actually. And I'm just about recovered. (laughs) recovered enough to, to tell you about the film there's um, there's that kind of famous comment isn't it isn't there about a uh, picture paints a thousand words that could be applied to Killian Murphy's face it's a remarkable acting performance Of someone who, to be fair, is, you know, regarded as being, you know, a, like, fantastic actor. But even so, this does kind of take it to another level, I think. Um, The film isn't perfect. The film isn't perfect. But when... uh, That might be down to personal preference, but when when it hits, it really it really hits it's uh, it, 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 it's left me feeling unlike any film has in uh, years like I can't remember the last time I kind of left me feeling the way that I did walking out of it and even now it's so like 20 minutes on and I think it is going to like can't linger with me for quite a while you definitely should see it and see on the biggest screen you can. I'm I almost saw it in IMAX now. They're gonna it was gonna be a digital presentation uh, in IMAX because that's what we've got. Um, obviously, much has been made about the, the 70 millimeter, 11 mile long print that certain IMAXs will be showing around the world, but I'm kind of glad I didn't because. I think it may have been too much to see it in, in IMAX. I don't even know what I'm doing. Well, I know what I'm doing, but I, don't, I also don't know what I'm doing. I'm just walking around aimlessly. I'm going to go over here now. Um, it's... So, so, I'll tell you what, my, my, my problems with the film really come down to the way that it's it's set out and what I mean is I guess kind of similar to Dunkirk it it kind of flips around it it kind of goes from the past to the present and then kind of in between and some of it's in black and white some of it's in colour now if they'd have stuck to I, I, I I guess they kind of stuck to black and white as being set in the kind of present time of the film. But it does split around quite a lot, and I wish they'd kind of used that a little bit more um, to kind of differentiate things. But yeah, I, so, th- so that device I didn't like in, in the way it kind of flitted around. I wish it was kind of a bit more structured or. Yeah, I, think, I wish it was kind of a bit more structured in that way. That said, I mean, everything else is pretty much flawless, and I can almost guarantee now the Oscar nominations coming in for Robert Downey Jr., for Cillian Murphy, for Emily Blunt especially. I mean, there's not really a bad performance in there, but those are the, the kind of powerhouse performances, and they are something special and it's a devastating story like when you think about it and I am going to go and do a little bit of a spoiler bit at the end of this to discuss uh, some of that but it's probably not what you think should you go and see this film absolutely see it on the biggest screen possible uh, as soon as you can This is it's a 9 out of 10 it's a film that has left me wanting to know more um, about about the whole situation. Um, but it's just fantastically performed. And I only wish that it was kind of just set out a little bit differently to how it was. It's a long film, obviously, three hours and, and one minute. Um, there are definitely moments when you think did this need to be in here is it a bit too slow and yes there there are definitely times when I think that is uh, an issue but when it when it kicks when it kicks off it it really kicks off so yeah it's it's definitely going to be up there I think with the best films I've seen this year and it's going to probably leave an impact for quite a while yeah I'm going to be thinking about this film for a long time I think and that's that's a testament to the film, right? So, there you go. So, I will leave this review here. As I said, I will add a spoiler bit just after this. So, if you want to hear some spoilers, they'll be very minor spoilers, but if you do, then stick around. Uh, and if not, if you leave here, then thank you very much for listening. And, uh, as always, Flynn lives. Okay, so if you're back here, it's, or you're still here, it's because you want to hear spoilers. So the thing that surprised me the most about this film is what you see, what you don't see. So what you do see is the, um, the testing uh, of the atomic bomb that was, that was set up. What you don't see is the bomb being used in Japan uh, to kind of really end that part of the war what I didn't realise was was when it happened, Hitler had already died and Germany had effectively, or, or about to at least, give up. It was Japan that was still continuing to fight the war and hadn't surrendered yet or, or hadn't shown any signs of, of stepping down. And this seemed to give the American government the decision to drop these atomic bombs on Japan and you know the the estimate was about 100,000 people died in those initial uh, droppings of the bomb but because of the after effects it was double more than double that it was about 220,000 within a few years and it's just incredible but I think what was so good about what Christopher Nolan's done with this film is not shown you that kind of gory um, element. Just just hearing what was going on was almost horror enough. And what you do see is so superbly done that you're kind of like grateful that they don't do that, that they don't show you more. That it's not this, you know, glorified horror of the impact that it had. And I think that's really brave. I think that was a really good creative decision that he did. To not, you know, focus on that as a lot of films that go on about world events often do. You know, they show you the the devastation and the aftermath and you don't see it in this, but you still feel completely horrified. You know, just by thinking about it. A really brave and I think creative choice um but yes there were, there was there was so uh, an, another thing that I, I i didn't really feel needs to be in the film was his uh his first kind of relationship uh with with Jean. Uh, it, it didn't re- i don't think it really served much purpose but he did add a lot of <laughs> kind of like time into the film um Florence Pugh is, is obviously as wonderful as she is often um but when you've got a three hour film, did that was that significant enough to really play into the, the major story? I don't think it did. It wasn't like his relationship with her changed his, you, you know, <laughs> caused him to create a bomb or something like that. Um, so, yeah, there were, you know, things like that. I kind of like, you know, they were good, but did they really need to be there? I don't know. Um, but, yeah, I think the thing that I take away from it is, the fact of causing me to feel and hopefully audiences to feel the way that they do about the atomic bomb without showing the devastation the actual sequence of the testing of the bomb and the bomb going off is some of the most amazing cinema I've seen in quite some time because of the way the sound is used and the way that uh, it's been shot or created you know I don't know how they, they obviously create the explosion um but it looks, you know, devastating. And considering that one of my biggest complaints about Christopher Nolan films is the use of sound uh, in this, it's used with incredible effect. And I would also say about 90% of the dialogue you can actually hear as well throughout the film. So there's that as well. Um, but yeah, so I just, I just wanted to kind of highlight that and mention that because I didn't know that going in. I just assumed that we would see um, the bombs being dropped uh on japan and you don't and i think that's a great decision a brave decision uh for a film and obviously what he wanted to focus on which was oppenheimer himself not necessarily the bomb um it's a fascinating story i can't wait to um to di- kind of dive into it a bit more and find out more about the kind of the truth and the reality of what happened because we all know with these films you know th- there'll be a lot of truth but also how much it marries up to real life Um, I think with this you know I think a lot of it will but I'd like to see more uh, and read more about it so there you go alright slightly longer review than normal but because of the spoiler bit but yeah go and see Oppenheimer definitely going to be up there at the end of the year as one of this year's best films with some amazing performances and uh, yeah one of the most stunningly looking films as well of this year I want to see it again and I don't want to see it again I mean I will definitely see it again but do you know what I mean like I'm almost in no rush because of how it's left me but I'll definitely catch it on streaming and hey someone wants to go and see it in IMAX you might convince me wow what a film Barbie's got a lot to live up to but more about Barbie in a bit until next time Flynn lifts can't believe it not only is the sun not out, but I'm now late. Dithered too much at the supermarket. been confused on what to buy. And now I'm running late. I'm still gonna get in time for the film, but... Even so, hello, welcome back to Walking Movies. I'm Nick. And as you can see, I'm on to see Barbie. Oh, I've been waiting for this film so long. For a film that absolutely I'm not the target audience for. But, as soon as I saw the first trailer, I was like, well, this is not what I was expecting. And I'm very excited. You know, wearing sunglasses when there's no sun. There was earlier, that's what happened. But even so. Now, when I left the cinema after seeing Oppenheimer, what I saw was a load of girls, mainly younger girls, but also some teenage and young adult girls, mainly in pink pink is obviously the, the thing to wear so I've had to go as Ken because I don't I, I do have one pink polo shirt but it would clash with these sunglasses so couldn't do that Um but yeah I'm looking forward to this Margot Robbie, Ryan Gosling Michael Sarah, American Ferreira Will Ferrell Samuel Ulu, I think, is in this as well. It's, yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm just hyped. Um, I, I'm still trying to come down from Oppenheimer. I've chewed up a little bit now. I'm laughing a little bit, but, yeah. Is this film going to live up to the hype? That's the question. That we're going to find out soon, once I get back to the cinema. I'm not that far away but I will miss pretty much all the trailers which is a shame because I want to see the Marvels trailer on the big screen but what can you do? Just how life goes sometimes So Barbie here we go What do I think coming up after this little transition we are literally queuing down the road to get into the cinema See those cars behind me that's free flowing normally. I've never seen the cinema as busy as it is tonight. Right, like, just queues everywhere. Barbie's gonna be insanely popular. I can say that much. Um Right, so let's let's talk about it, eh? Is it good? Yes. Is it gonna do well? Yes. But, massive caveat, I think this film is going to have a massive opening weekend and then I think it's going to slide. And that's because this is absolutely not a kids' film. Um, I saw it at five, so there's quite a few kids in the cinema, but this really isn't a film for kids and I will say it's probably the bravest film of the summer I was saying earlier about how Chris Nolan made some brave choices yeah nothing on Warners for allowing that film to go out Um, you know there's things that kids will enjoy but it's a really a really great film I just don't think it's a film for kids. I don't think they're going to enjoy it as much as they think they will as well. It's going to be really interesting because originally I was going to try and see this with my wife and daughter but you couldn't see it today so they're going to see it on Sunday with mother-in-law, grandma, mum, whatever. The three of them are going to go and see it on Sunday. It's going be interesting to hear what they think of the film. Um, But, yeah, I mean, it is pretty much Men Are Rubbish the Movie. And that's fine. That's completely fine. I think think it's good that we've got a film that talks about the world and and how it's run um, badly and has been for years um but that's, that's a very sure way of looking at it um, you know Margot Robbie obviously is excellent I think Ryan Gosling he's always good when he does comedy roles he just doesn't, doesn't do enough of them but I mean he's great as Ken but all the Barbies and all the Kens are good uh, American Ferrara is in it a lot more than I expected and she's great um It was entertaining. It was it was good. Um, I'm just not convinced that this is the film that people are going to take their kids to um, more than once. It's not really for them. It's made more for adults, and I love that. I really like that. That's what they've done with that property. It's just clever, clever to do it. And brave, very brave. But how does it rate in comparison? Well, I want to uh, let's do that again. But how does it compare to Oppenheimer in this double bill? Was it a good double bill? Um, yes, it was a great double bill. Uh, the films really complemented each other really well, um, but. I think I have to give the yes to Oppenheimer as the better film. And I think one of the main reasons why is because I mean, Barbie's obviously a much shorter film. And the problem with that, when you put out trailers that show so much of the film off, is that, you know, a good... At least the first third of the film you've pretty much seen everything in the trailers already. I mean, obviously, things are fleshed out, there's more lines, but you've kind of seen those jokes, you've kind of seen those scenarios. So, it takes a while to get past that, which is a shame. Um, And that's the problem with trailers, right? Modern trailers. But once once it kind of gets past that, it is very enjoyable, very funny. Um, Some jokes that are going to well you hope are going to go over kids heads because they're quite racing um, but it's a really well made film like Greta Gerwig's done a great job um, I hope it is very successful but as I said I don't the, the, the problem I've got with it is I think it's being marketed obviously because of the Barbie brand but as being a kids film and it's it's not it's, it's really not so what we're gonna score it. It's an 8.5. It's an 8.5. So I, I just think it, it, it's got some really good models in the film. And really good talking points in the film as well. But I think of the two, I think. Yeah, I think I think Oppenheimer is, is the winner today. But what a double bill. What an absolute treat for the cinema fans. It's been a good day. It's been a good day. Uh, But yeah, go and see it. But if you're thinking of taking young kids, just kind of bear that in mind. This is really not a little kids film. If you do that, you're gonna have a great time. You really will. I'm looking forward to seeing it again. So that's it for this episode hope you've enjoyed my reviews, and I don't think I'm seeing anything now from Turtles Mayhem in about a week, ten days, so we'll see, maybe I'll go back, maybe there's something I've not seen coming out that I want to see, but that'll probably be the next one. So thank you for watching, and as always, clean Lifts.